Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. At 10 minutes Friday, we welcome in Matt Verzal on the 42-degree hotline, our Friday chats with Matt. Verz, what's going on, man? Not much, fellas. We up to? Well, I'm trying to wrap my head around the remake of the movie Roadhouse and Jake Gyllenhaal being the Patrick Swayze. I, I, I'm not. I'm not on board with this. Um, was was uh, was Roadhouse a a movie of choice in, in your heyday? Uh, I watched it. I never like sought it out, but yeah, yeah it was fun. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm. I'm just to remake that thing and to to do it with Jake Gyllenhaal just doesn't seem right. But that's uh, that's what I'm contemplating right now. I don't know. Uh, Hollywood's lazy. It is. Come up with anything. They just remake stuff. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, so they remake Animal House or Caddyshack. It really doesn't matter. So okay, if they did, if they remade Animal House, just based on curiosity, knowing that there's a good chance that it could bust, would you? Would that be like the most intrigue you'd have in a remake? Yeah, probably, because I like, I mean, I think those movies are funny. I like to laugh if I go to a movie. I don't go to horror movies or those kind of things. I want to go laugh and have a good time. And we all saw they tried to do a Caddyshack, too. I don't know if you remember that. It wasn't oh, good. yeah. It wasn't good. Oh, I've seen it. No. <laughs> no, you're right, though. It is. It's just, it's, there's, there's a lack of creativity when it comes to uh, making movies with original thought. So uh, I, I assume that trend will continue. So people will always keep watching though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh I, I want to get your thoughts on the the conference championship weekend, but more about uh the, the Dan Campbell effect with the, the Detroit Lions. Like, okay, here's a former player, here's a guy that kind of speaks the language. When he had his press conference a few years back when he was hired, he talked about doing a lot of the little things right, but also, you know, there was the you know, the the part where he talked about biting kneecaps and whatnot and I, look, I, I didn't. I didn't know if this w- was it just because he was a in the Lions organization, and you're just kind of you're sort of destined to fail there, or if there was maybe something to this. But I don't know, Verz. When I hear guys talk about certain coaches in the way that people talk about Dan Campbell, it just it feels different. And you have experience in locker rooms. You you know how these guys operate, coaches, and how they get attention from their players and kind of get them connected. Like is, is in your opinion, is he kind of rare, especially when it comes to the pro football game? Uh, I think, well, I mean, I, I think what he, what he preaches, like how he wants to play the game. Yeah. Because everybody wants the, you know, nerd, smart guy, follows analytics, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And him being a guy that's just like, yeah, that's all cute and all well and good. We're going to punch you in the face and see if you get up. And then when you get up, we're going to punch you again. Mm-hmm. And again and again and again and again. We won't recite the Marshawn Lynch line, but that's what mm-hmm. it's about. It's a sport of brutality. The fluff eventually wears out. And if you look at teams that have won or have had sustained success, they run it. Yeah. And Campbell does. They play physical, and they're going to try to beat you in the ground. Like they're going to try to hurt you. And eventually, 
break a man's will, he don't want to get up no more. Mm-hmm. And then you just go on your merry way. Are you feeling strongly one way or the other about what, we, what we'll see in the Super Bowl? Who's going to be in that Super Bowl? No, I don't. It's, I'm more worried that the Bears don't do something stupid and trade it or get Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be a huge flop, so I don't want any part of him. Yeah. Um, if they trade down and acquire linemen, that's really all I care about, and they can be offensive or defensive. So that's, that's more my concern. I, I've always had a spot for the Niners just because Grand Island legend Tom Rathman played there and Roger Craig was there. And yep. That's always real cool when I was a kid to be able to watch them play. And, and I do like what Shanahan does offensively. They run a lot of old-school outside zone, mm. um, try to control the line of scrimmage and do those kind of things. So if I, had, if I was going to cheer, I would be. But it's, I hate Kansas City, as I stated, I think, last week or a couple weeks. And then Lamar Jackson is just amazing. Like, he's just – it's crazy to watch him play, like how good he is. And they play, and the Ravens play great defense. So it's going to be tough sledding for KC and Detroit, but they're there for a reason. They ain't there because it it was luck. They're all good football. So I'm just hoping for two good games and let the Super Bowl and the chaos and the gambling all commence from there. (laughs) All right. So, and and you and I are aligned on the Bears part of this, too. I'm. I'm I'm intrigued by where a lot of people stand because I'm on the fence about Justin Fields. If they decide to to bring that back to bring that offense back led by Justin Fields, I'm okay with that because when he had the thumb injury, I felt like there was some evaluation time that was lost there. But when he came back, I don't know if you you thought the same thing. He seemed to maybe not hold the ball as much. He seemed a little bit more decisive. And with the new offensive coordinator, if they can kind of make that a good pairing, I'm okay with that. But I'm with you, Verse. I want to see what they do with the draft capital because I think this is so different from what we were used to with Ryan Pace where he was burning away draft capital and overpaying for guys to where it seems like Poles is trying to at least have some draft capital, stockpile drafts, and try to build it up, and it's becoming a more younger, younger franchise I, I I almost think like the first round, the less sexier, the better for for the Bears. Meaning you're not getting the the, the shiny toys yet. Well, that shiny toy that everybody wants, I don't think is going to be very good. Now, if you want to do like if you want if you want to do real GM stuff, and you're Ryan Pace, you let all this dust kind of settle for a little bit. You fire Eberflus and you hire Mike Vrabel the next Ooh. day. Ooh. You bring in Mike Vrabel, and now you're. You're, you're back in the mix because he's too good to, to not be a head coach. I do think somebody's going to do that and pull that trigger, so why not the Bears? Because mm. if they don't watch out, the NFC Central is going to run away from them. Yep. Because you got the freaking Packers pulling another horseshoe out of their ass with another quarterback. <laughs> yep. You got Motor City Dan Campbell just being awesome and, and bringing football back to football. Yeah. I mean, even look how the narrative has changed Like since they've, they've started to do what they've done. Like, guys are now outwardly saying, like, hey, I just missed football. Like, what this is that they're playing right now isn't because you can't hit anybody. Mm-hmm. But it just takes little things like this, like Harbaugh doing what he did at Michigan, now taking that to, to, to San Diego. Like, bringing that back to the game is going to bring it back to the game that we all love. Because yeah. the last thing you want to do is, is – watch the NFL turn into the NBA, which is just a clown show. <laughs> so hopefully that all comes to fruition. And, but Ooh. that pace wants to set him on the table and be like, this is how I roll. 
you can't eat refluse. I don't care what you just said, because anybody in any form of business anywhere, yeah. if there's a better asset out there yeah. and it isn't working and you can get it, you get it. Yeah. Someone better came available for sure. Verse, Nick just lit up when you talked about Bears coach Mike Vrabel. I think you made I his did. weekend. <laughs> I did. I didn't even think of that either. <laughs> it's, I, I convinced myself of a lot of things being a Chicago sports fan. And I was like, maybe they're just waiting it out. Maybe they're seeing if anybody's yeah. going to take him. And then they're just going to, you know, like right now it's all in the works behind the scenes. And come Monday oh. after the championship games, are over, like, hey, we made a move. We got a new coach. And I think Chicago would just go ballistic. Oh, I would. Man. Which would be awesome. Yes, that that would be. Uh, I I want to ask you about something that you brought up during the the college football season. And I remember hearing this on Husker Hangover, and I, I think we we briefly talked about it, and that is the the art of play calling, how it is mm-hmm. indeed that, because we just you don't see it. And, and I know you, you refer to a lot of the guys with the big brain. Now, the, the biggest development in the offseason with the coaching staff, obviously, is now having a quarterback coach, but also being labeled as you know a co-offensive coordinator. I, I, this is where I'm fascinated of, and I don't know enough about Marcus Satterfield to feel one way or the other, but when you do take a guy from guiding a position that he probably doesn't have as much strength or experience in it like Satterfield overseeing the quarterbacks last year to now kind of getting back to more of a familiar territory of tight ends. Is there a belief that that can help a little bit as a play caller that that can maybe help in what, whether it's he or Glenn Thomas, that that could, that could sort of aid in, in the effort of seeing a little bit better play calling when it comes to that. It can. I, I mean, I think the bigger motivator is, and, and it would be to me, would be that the guy that's going to take my job is sitting there next to me. Yeah. So I better, whatever shenanigans I don't, I, I pull, I better get over all that real quick. Mm-hmm. And I better figure out what I'm good at, what my team is good at, and I better figure out how to motion into it, motion out of it, incorporate compliments off of it, and, and do those kind of things. But I've got to be the most in tune guy because you know tight ends coach you can pawn that off yeah okay tight ends you're gonna go work with the lineman for a little bit then you're gonna come down work with receivers and then we'll all get together and we'll all kind of go over some crap later mm-hmm. valuable position but you you can your time is split because it's a it's a multiple use position right so i mean it, it should be film room it should be you know, I'm not. I, I I've been lucky enough. I've been around two, three guys that have coached that never use play sheets. But if you're a play sheet guy, I don't care. Find their tendencies on their film. What do they get into? What are their pets? What do they want to do in certain down and distances? And then have your play to take advantage of that. You saw Glenn with Detroit just pick pick loyal Pisons customer Baker Mayfield apart <laughs> just with blitzes. Right. Like they 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 knew the slide protections that Tampa Bay was going to use. And they, they, they literally, that was a chess versus checkers game. Mm-hmm. Push yourself and put in the time to be that way with your offense at Nebraska. You've got a new, a new weapon at quarterback, right? You're, you're getting better, hopefully earlier this year than, than later in the year with your offensive line. But find those things and build their confidence early and take advantage of it in games. And then when it gets down to, a fourth quarter, third down and six, we all don't 
get nervous. We all think it's going to be a conversion instead of, okay, can we punt this down and keep it out of the end zone and make him go 98 yards to win? But he should be the most knowledgeable on everything any defensive coordinator he's going to face is going to do. And that, you know, you get to that mode. Yeah. I say, hey, I know on this down, they're going to get in this blitz lift. They're going to fake this. They're going to zone drop out of it. They're going to do all this stuff. But I already know that. Mm-hmm. So now I've got a play called, or I've had three or four plays that can take advantage of him. Because every coach has a tendency. Every single coach everywhere has tendencies. And that's why if you get in and you put in that time and you break the film and you know the tendency, now you have an advantage. And then you make them play left-handed. You make them play the way they don't want to play. Mm-hmm. We got burned on this earlier when we tried to run this split. They did this to us. Let's, let's fake this split this time. Well, okay, you can fake it, but this play we have called is going to work against the fake too. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of, that kind of, of stuff in it because the guy that's there to take your job is sitting next to you. And if it does not go well in the first early part of the season, they're going to pull the trigger and he's going to take his job. Yeah, so That's a good point. Figure it out. I, I want to end on this real quickly. It, 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 yes, again, Benito Santiago should be in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know what? We all mimic that uh, that stance, too, when uh, trying to be a catcher, too. I remember that, too. Kicking the leg out there. Um, I do want to ask you this when it does come to play calm, because I would agree with you, and when you brought that up, I kind of started paying a little bit more attention of who just kind of seems to have that natural ability to to call a great game regardless of what they're seeing and who really has to kind of bury themselves in the the analytics part of it. Why why do you think it's so rare, like in, in modern football, that it's it's not as noticeable that there are, you know, gifted play callers that can just they they know their personnel, but they just have a knack for being able to see what the other team's presenting. I mean, is it because we're in the analytics age and people are burying their head into that? I, where, where do you think maybe the, the disconnect is there? Everybody's much like life. Like I talk about the kids that work for me and they're all in a hurry to graduate college. Everybody gets in a hurry that they got to be a head coach or an offensive coordinator soon when they don't know the position. Mm-hmm. Like go coach multiple positions, then then go be a coordinator. Yeah, like coach Coach a bunch of them, you know. We have we had a kid that used to coach with us. He played for us, Isaiah Ramsey, but went down to Wake Forest mm-hmm. and learned there. And I went back to the coach's clinic this year, and now he's learning something else, and he'll get another opportunity. But go learn more because the more you learn, the better you're going to be. Yeah. Like I said, everybody's always in this rush. Like, oh, i got to get here, and i got to be this, and i got to be an offensive coordinator by the time I'm 22 because McVay was and McDaniel was. Yep. Those, dude, those two are freaks. They're, they're 1% of 1%. Go learn the game, go understand the game, and then go be that guy. Yeah. Right? Look at Kalen DeBoer. Yep. He does in Sioux Falls. Yeah. South Dakota. Now he's the coach of freaking Alabama. Yeah. Right. Very good. Good stuff, man. Appreciate you being on. Have a great weekend. Bye, boys. Good stuff from Matt Verzel there. Uh, and, and he so he brought that up during the Husker hangover. I think it was like mid. He's not wrong. No, and, and so I started kind of paying attention to that, and it it dawned on me that I just wonder how much analytics. And he's right; the, the, you always feel like the younger head coach, especially in the NFL game, that needs like to be sort of the standard. Of Puerto Rico guy, yeah, that he's needs probably to, big in analytics, and that should be the standard. That you, you know, the quicker the better. Like if you're not if Ice you're not landing a head coaching, gut. well, if you're not a, if you're not landing a head coaching job by like 35, then it's like your window is closing. You're talking it, about coaching or broadcasting. Uh, both, I guess, but uh, but yeah, like in, in the coaching world, where you see the, this the amount of coaches, like the fact that I'm older than majority of the coaches 
in the NFL and I'm 45. It's, it's defeating. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's just really weird because I remember growing up, like those guys seem like like grizzled old veteran yeah, men. You, you don't see Mike McDaniel in a pair of bike shorts and some <laughs> knee-high socks. No. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he does kind of roll the pants up like Benito Santiago shorts. in the Hall of Fame. Too. He's not wrong. He's not wrong about that. <laughs> Dude, what, what, what would be your like your favorite moments of like a Benito? Or when you think of Benito Santiago, like what do you think of? Padres yeah. to this day. That, Why, I don't know. That was such a good pull there, though, by Verse. Yeah. <laughs> they don't let a lot of people in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You're like, wait, that guy was a damn good player. That guy was a damn good player. Yeah. Okay, I don't get it. What do you have to do to be in? Obviously, not do steroids, apparently. Well, true. But true. I was like, no. It's, it's, but I just it's remember... the snobbiest Hall of Fame when they don't let in some guys who... We all remember anybody listening. I'm sure that like, I, I like. I'm him. sure there were other catchers who always had that. You know, when they would try to like lower the strike zone and they would stick their leg out off to the side. But he's for whatever reason, I always remember Benito Santiago because Benito we all, and like, Pudge are the two guys yep. I remember the most of that position. When we grew up, um, there are no wrong answers. By he the way. was obviously well known, but it was because of like that. You just didn't see a lot of catchers doing that, and I think a lot of people who. Played baseball at a young age. At some point, you probably tried to catch. Because you got to put on, throw on some gear. It's kind of cool. And many of us who tried probably tried to stick our leg out to the side. And we didn't even know why we were doing it. We were just oh, like, wow, we saw TV. See Benito Santiago doing it. So, yeah. All right, when we come well, back. the Swiss do- oh. <laughs> uh, We'll wrap things up. And then we will uh, have a quick crossover with Connor. The Connor Happer Show, which is live at the Hope Lodge. And then they will carry things over to Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Also at the Hope Lodge. We'll tell you what you can expect for that. Getting you set up for a great weekend with Creighton basketball and the pink out and all of the efforts, again, to fight something much bigger than basketball when it comes to fighting the breast cancer fight. That and uh, more as we wrap things up. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.